Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee. Sounds perfect. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. What a week it is. It's going to be Friendsgiving uh, this week. We are so pumped to see you all. Make sure you go and get your tickets. We'll talk about it later on the podcast. But Ashley, how pumped are you to celebrate Thanksgiving with everybody out there listening and also some of our friends? So excited. Uh, 
let's tell let's tell them what we're doing. So this Thursday, okay. and you guys can still buy tickets. It's for you guys to be part of our cooking experiment or cooking experience um ben is going to be cooking a turkey live on zoom i'm going to be making my cream corn which reminds me that i have to tell my mom to go get the ingredients at the grocery store tomorrow <laughs> um, i'm gonna make it in the crock pot and then we also have our friends chris souls crystal nielsen wells adams my husband um ben flanick and more coming on and they're going to be helping us cook talking bachelorette talking life with us and um you know just just doing what you would do at any sort of friendsgiving it's just going to be via zoom and the only way that you can interact with us and learn you know watch us cook these recipes is if you get tickets to it and tickets are available at onlocationlive.com slash almost famous onlocationlive.com slash almost famous Ashley, am I wrong or right here? I don't think anybody's talked to Crystal really yet about the fact that she's pregnant. No. So that's probably that's our big... hottest topic this week. And we yeah, are very excited and honored to kind of have the privilege of first of the first people who really going to chat with her outside of her Instagram. I, uh, I'm pretty pumped about this because I don't think anybody's talked to her about it. It feels like the place to do it. And also, let's just like – I'm really – I don't know if it's inappropriate. Tell me if this is inappropriate. Is it inappropriate for me to ask about the timeline of how this all played out? Like I, I'm, this is all happening so quick. I was just at her wedding a year ago, which, Hey, no shame in the game, but like, I don't know how this all processed through yet. So I don't think that's inappropriate. I think it's something that she's expecting. She even put the date of her pregnancy okay. test on her Instagram, and it was the first week of August. So, I mean, she got pregnant in July, and she's saying currently that I think she's 18 weeks. So, I mean, she's not really l letting there be much mystery around it. No. Well, hey, let's get more details into it. I think it's going to just be uh... – I don't know. Maybe it's the, the drama inside of me. Coming out. It's just interesting to me, intriguing. But it's like also to celebrate the fact that she is. She's life is on the way for her. Uh, she's a friend of ours. And our first headline really kind of like relates with this. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Randone says he's truly broken uh, by Texas Crystal Nielsen's pregnancy announcement. This according to E! News. I don't know if it's just I mean, no, I don't. I was going to say I don't know if it's just because we're friends with them, but it sure feels like. I'm torn between being happy for Crystal and being sad for Chris. I mean, how rough does it get to one, have to go through a divorce and then so quickly after your ex is pregnant with her new boyfriend's baby. Uh, he posted on Instagram saying, saying that he was truly broken. Uh, yeah. he, he continues saying, but I know in my heart, I'm going to find a super dope woman and have the most beautiful babies a dad could ask for. So I'll continue to follow my heart and let God guide my path in finding an incredible woman to build and grow with. Yeah. You know, it, it again, every week we seem to come up with this question and this is, I think a good moment for it is he, he he can be hurt like he cared about her and i'm sure she cared about him like it was a real thing and we went to the wedding uh it ended she's obviously moved on uh we're gonna get more details around that at friendsgiving but there's that moment where like how soon is too soon to move on it feels like now chris is having to move on quicker than maybe he was ready 
already. Um, and based on his comments, he still feels it. I don't know who would be ready after the, the short timeline that they've had. So they announced their divorce, I believe, in July, but it wasn't finalized. Um, it was still being finalized throughout August. So she yeah. was pregnant while, you know, they were still technically married. It's it's sad. It's rough. But, like, it also doesn't take away from me being so happy for her because she's truly glowing on her Instagram. You can tell that as nervous as she was, like, as you see, if you guys have seen the, the YouTube video, she records herself in the bathroom taking the test. You can tell in that moment she's just so nervous. Like, she's not necessarily... And maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think she's necessarily like hoping for a positive. I think she's just like letting God and let let be in that. She's just like happy where however it turns out. But you can tell now that she's out of that first trimester. She said she was so, so, so sick during it. She could barely leave. She didn't feel like herself at all for, you know, about two months. She's really happy and thriving now. It's uh it's it's a Really interesting topic to talk about. We're not going to dwell on it on Friendsgiving. This is a time to celebrate and have fun and laugh with each other and cook food. But there are some some deets that we got to get. Uh, look how hip I am. Some deets that we got to get out. Uh, there's a new headline that I want to talk about. This one is another one that's a really hard one to talk about. A viral fan theory sparked rumors. In fact, on our almost famous text thread, this came through kind of right away. Somebody from the team found it was kind of just like more intrigued with is this true is this not what's going on but here here's the story that ashley's going to break down a viral fan theory sparked rumors that taisha adams ex-husband would appear on the bachelorette this season and taisha responded ashley what do we know yeah so you guys just go to google type in you know viral fa fan theory TikTok. Tasha's husband and this will come up so you can actually watch the TikTok theory but basically um, this one fan had her closed captioning on her TV while watching the teaser for the rest of the season of The Bachelorette. And yep. it's, it's, you know, it says like, Tasha Adams says, Blake says, you know, um, and then it says the name of Tasha's ex-husband, Josh Burrell. It says Josh Burrell, colon, and then whatever he said. So the theory is that... Josh will be making an appearance of some sort on on the season. And I, I feel like this is so wrong. <laughs> Do you feel like it's so wrong? I, I would be shocked if it happens. Now, Tasha has responded. And what did she say? Well, she said, okay, can we just talk about something? Yes, I've been married. And yes, I'm divorced. And yes, now I am the bachelorette. And I'm dating 20 men on ABC every single week. So the fact that we're continuously talking about my past relationship that was, I don't know, three years ago, I don't understand. I don't get it. He's living his life. I'm living my life. You have plenty of other people that have signed up to be researched and talked about. He never signed up for it. So why don't we leave him alone and talk about something that actually matters? Now, listen, bravo for her for calling it all out. However... Yeah. It just seems too weird for this theory to not be accurate. Why would his name be in any sort of ABC database that that like helps the closed captioning, right? Because don't you have to like, don't they have to program the closed captioning text? This is going to be messy if it's true. If it's not true, then it's just uh, intriguing. I, I want somebody out there to hold us accountable. 
because there's always so much news coming through and in a month from now when this episode airs that he's supposedly on um we'll probably forget about this moment and so somebody needs to ask us if we don't ever talk about this again what happened because we've got to find out what in the world was going on for his name to pop up because this is this is a really interesting thing but it would shock me unless unless Tasha and Josh have a really good relationship and he shows up to just encourage her. Yeah. Even then that would feel a little weird, but yeah. I could see it happening. Yeah. That feels weird. Um, yeah. But Fair I, enough. yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm excited to see on like a kind of related ish note, what her dad is so fired up about. There's so much about this season that now like we're into it's, it's going to be a great season. We're going to break it down in just a little bit with Bibby and Kendall, this last episode, which is one to definitely talk about. But before we do, uh, I don't know if you knew this, Ashley, I heard this week and I could be wrong that Airbnb is going to have a public offering here uh, pretty soon. And there is one major reason why I would even consider purchasing the public offering because of this headline, the bachelor mansion is now available to rent on Airbnb for $6,000 a night. Guys, how exciting is this? So last night when I told Jared about this hot topic, it's like, it's 6,000 a night and that's a lot, <laughs> but I'm thinking that's a lot if it's like you and one other person. But if you grab a, a group of friends together and you want to do a little splurge fest $500 a night for a dozen friends to go and sleep over at the bachelor mansion for a once in a lifetime opportunity. Uh, they're calling it, it they, they call the villa, the, the mansion Villa de la Vina. And it is better known of course, as the, the mansion on the bachelor. It's 6,000 a night and it's 10,000 square feet, the house. It, there's a 20,000 square feet outdoor living space. It's got seven bedrooms. I don't even know where all those bedrooms are, honestly, because, like, <laughs> I don't think we have access to all the bedrooms, right? Yeah, they have a lot of them blocked off for yeah. storage and yeah. for production. Um, I have a feeling, Ashley, this is one of the best moves the owners of that mansion could ever make because that thing is going to be booked out I know. every week, every weekend for years to come. I mean, I would even consider like I've lived in that house. I would consider re-renting it just to like experience it again. There is a little bit of a catch here. There are absolutely no parties filming professional photography or, you know, gatherings like you can't like you know have 12 friends come sleep over but then bring 24 friends and if these rules aren't followed you will be shut down immediately and the police will be called for trespassing heck yes they will <laughs> i mean hey still worth it what an experience the bachelor mansion is now available on airbnb uh people will be able to see this iconic building um this iconic home uh, whenever they want. He just had to drop six G's for it. Uh, next headline, Ashley Hebert and JP Rosenbaum celebrate daughter Essex's birthday after announcing split. This according to People. You know, Essex is a beautiful name, but it's a mouthful to say every time. What do you think her Ooh. nickname is? Essie? Uh, e. e. I would go with E. <laughs> if I was her dad, I'd say E because, yeah, Essex would definitely make me uh, 
just I, I can barely speak the way it is. So yeah, E is what I go with. <laughs> okay, well, it was her fourth birthday over the weekend. And even though they got divorced, or they announced their split in April, the two of them were both all smiles at her birthday party this weekend, um, both posting on Instagram, their love for their daughter. So it seems like they'll, That's you know, they'll have a friendly, friendly split where they can like hang out. Even though they're it's not great. together, yeah. it's um, it's a good thing, and it's something that uh, is admirable, and something a lot, a lot of people who go through breakups know how hard that is, and um, uh, to see them together celebrating their daughter, which is obviously uh, at the core of uh, you know what they need to focus on right now. That's important, and uh, so good for them. Uh, Bachelor Peter Weber and Kelly Flanagan react to engagement rumors. This, according to Entertainment Tonight. I guess this is what happens when you're the bachelor and then you don't get engaged to one of the girls in your season that you end up dating. You're just going to get engagement rumor, engagement rumor, engagement rumor until it actually happens. But Heck Kelly yeah. says, no, there's, they're still getting to know each other. They're having lots of great adventures and growing together. They're very happy. She says, and as I've, as we mentioned a couple weeks back, they plan to move to New York city together next year. Honestly, interesting choice. Uh, New York City seems like it's <laughs> not in the greatest of states right now. Um, but they'll be moving there within the next few months. And um, I'm sure that we'll see what they're up to for the holidays in the next couple weeks as well. Ashley, I have a little wager for you. A little question. A little yeah. poll out there for anybody listening as well. Who gets married first? Even though they're not engaged, I'm going to still throw them in this category Kelly and Peter or Dale and Claire? Engagement with Kelly and Peter or marriage with Dale and, and Claire? No, I'm saying marriage both. Marriage both? Oh, well, then I'm going to say Claire and Dale. Okay. What are you going to well, say? I'll take, I don't know. I, I, that was a question for you. I'll take I'll take the other side of that. I'll take uh, Peter and Kelly, though. Really? Um, yeah, we'll throw a little wager on that. See who's right. See who's wrong. That's just my uh, my thought. I, I said it a couple weeks ago. I, I still believe this. I don't think it's going to be long before Peter and Kelly get engaged. I would be shocked uh, if it's not within the next year. The two of them seem very happy. They yeah. seem very committed. They made it through quarantine. Like, if you can make it through quarantine, you're off to a really good start. I agree. Um, yeah. So, uh, something to celebrate in Bachelor Nation. Bachelor Nation's Jade Roper and Tanner Tolbert welcome baby number three. This according to E! News. Now, Ashley, before you break this down, I was really pumped because I just happened to be on social media the evening that this was happening. And I was able to kind of watch the story play out on Tanner's social media. And it was it was re a really cool experience to see the process because uh, I've never been able to watch there. I, I know they've been able to document a lot of them, um, but this one was when I was like attuned into and really excited about yeah i wish they documented it even more like i know it's so private and i don't want to like have jade feel uncomfortable of course of course and i know that they took footage and they'll release what they want to after the fact but it was so cool to watch it in live time uh from her you know he was just like her water's breaking she's getting ready them setting up the the indoor in home pool uh because jade delivered at home uh jade yep. has you know a tendency of really having really fast births as we know like the uh brooks was born within like an hour and a half of her water breaking and she delivered in the closet and um so because of that she she wanted to deliver at home so 
there wouldn't be any stress in getting to the hospital in or the birthing center as she prefers um in time so she had a water birth and he was born um, somewhere before around 5 30 in the morning uh his name is reed harrison and i'll let you know <laughs> that as funny as the middle name harrison may be for a bachelor couple they just really do love the name and whether or not chris harrison I'm had sure a role in do. their life <laughs> i think his middle name would have been harrison anyway but yeah reed harrison He's here, and he is so freaking cute. I don't know if it still will be up on Jade's story, but on her Insta story, she has a picture of the babies, all three of them, from, like, the first week they were born, and they are all clones of each other. It's so wild. And Harrison looks even more like Emmy. It's wacky. It's uh, They have some beautiful children, and what a cool family. Uh, congratulations to the two of them. Well, hey, before we take a break here, once again, I want to kind of give a shout out because this is such an important event for us. Um, something that we want to continue to do throughout the year is uh, have more interaction with all of you listening. Uh, you spend a lot of time listening to us and we want to start listening with you and to you. So uh, I want to remind you that the Friendsgiving virtual event that we've talked about many times is going on this Thursday. You can still buy tickets. We're going to have special guest appearances by Chris Souls, Crystal Nielsen, Wells Adams, Jared Habon, Ben uh, Flanick, and many more. We're going to be cooking during this. So you get to see that piece of entertainment. You can buy tickets right now on locationlive.com slash almost famous. Now, if you've missed that, you can go to our Instagram page. It's there as well. We want to see you this Thursday. It's going to be from uh, starting at five uh, Pacific. Uh, Jessica's going to join as well, I think. I don't know if she'll be the whole time, but she's at least going to stop in and say hello. And I just like want to say, Chris Souls is going to have to do something with corn, right? Is it wrong that I took the cream corn recipe? Because he's a corn farmer. So maybe I want to see something more creative from him. Actually, there's nothing wrong with massive amounts of corn, <laughs> except for your stomach on Thanksgiving. Well, hey, let's take a break here. When we come back, we're going to break down this week's episode of Tasha's season of The Bachelorette with our friends Kendall and Bibby. We'll be back with the Almost Famous Podcast. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new sense turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I... I do like need to do it, <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. It, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like. Um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Ashley, last week, um, I'm just going to take a little platform here. Last week, I talked about Honduras and the uh, hurricane that uh, just devastated Honduras, right? Um, And the Almost Famous family was incredible. I got uh, tons of messages from all of you reaching out, asking how you can help, helping, actually going out and helping, donating aid, um, 
it's it was an incredible week to see the response from the people that listen to this podcast. It was really healthy and good to see that. And um, it's just appreciated. I want to pause here though. I don't want to dive too deep into it. Um, I I already went into the details of how devastating the hurricane was. And so I don't need to to sit on that any longer. You know that. Um, But as we speak right now, the same exact area is getting hit with one of the strongest storms in a thousand years. What? Where? Why? Am I like not watching the news, but I am watching the news. Why isn't it being covered? Um, that's a good question. Do you feel like it's I, not being covered? I feel like it's being covered since it's happening in Central America. Like um, a lot of things get pushed under the rug. Obviously, there's a lot going on in our country okay. right now. There's a lot of news around that. Um, but here's the point is everything that we thought was bad last week has been doubled now. Um 30 more inches of rain, uh, more flooding. Uh, in fact, uh, it won't be shocking if uh, the city that we have everybody sheltered in right now is flooded out, which would cause um, catastrophic damage. This place has been hit with two hurricanes within two weeks that are incredibly strong. So, again, I'm not going to sit on this because this – I, 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 there's no guilt trip here. Here's here's what I want to say though. You responded almost fam, uh, famous family in incredible ways last week, and it was really cool to see. But our job just got a lot tougher, and so I'm asking that you continue to respond, continue to connect companies, people with uh, resources to help the people in Central America that are being hit right now. Um, I'll post again the list of things that we need uh, from, you know, toothbrushes to to plastic bags to clothes. Um, Ashley, you and Jared uh, reached out and donated things on your own. And, and it's just incredible to see. I, I, I love you both, uh, not just for that, but that's just one of the reasons I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really bad. And so just take a second today. Think about anything you have laying around your house this holidays. Think about any way you can help. I know there's stuff going on in your own neighborhoods, um, but this is a really bad situation. Um, Just to end this thought, I was on a call two nights ago with a group of people who are in Honduras and who are leaders in the response. And um, it was clear that there's cities still um, that have not been contacted since the first hurricane and are still flooded out, meaning there are people in communities that have had no aid no assistance. Um, the chances are they're probably in trees still trying to survive or they're no longer with us. This is a catastrophic issue and lives are endangered. And so just continue to, uh, whatever, you know, pray, support, think, um, through this, but it is not good. And so keep everybody in central America in your thoughts as we move through this week. Is there anything that's most helpful? I still feel so helpless in this, even if like we are giving. I I, I guess you, you can't stop Mother Nature, but. No, I think the, the best ways to help right now are is to, I mean, obviously the always the most helpful because it allows a lot more free, is like giving of donations, mm-hmm. giving of aid. So giving of material goods and advocacy, talking about it, sharing about it, saying, hey, uh, you know, this is happening. There's people, you know, un- unfortunately, uh, the governments in that area aren't able to give the resources that the United States maybe could to, to rescue people and help people. And so um, advocacy on saying, hey, there's there's still people out there. There's another hurricane that's hitting. Um, what can we do? And just ask that question and ask it with intention of action, I think, is the best way. of I'm asking the question, can I help? 
what can I do? Even if it isn't fixing the situation, it's helping the situation and then going and take action on it. Um, I, I want to say this because two things, Almost Famous has been amazing in the response, but it's also not ending and it's just getting worse. And so super scary for people down there. Keep them in your thoughts. Uh, Ashley, with that, let's let's take a break. Um, when we come back, we're going to break down this week's episode with Bibby. We'll be back with the Almost Famous Podcast. All right. We got Bibby on the line. Hey, Bibiana, how you doing? Hey, Ashley. <laughs> Are you in Miami? I'm not. I'm in Austin right now. What's in what? Austin? My friend. Your friend? Is it a guy? <laughs> oh, she nods. Okay. You can, but you can, uh. You, we, we won't ask any more about that. We're going to let your personal life be personal because you are no longer on The Bachelor. No, time Thank out, you. time out. I can't do that. No, can't do that. Uh, Bibby, how good a friend is this human? It's a good friend. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. That's all I needed. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, we're really glad that you're smiling and happy. Um, <laughs> did you watch this week of The Bachelorette? So I did not. I just started catching up on Tasha's episode. I was actually trying to watch this prior, and um, I'm I'm into Spence Spencer. You're into Spencer. Yeah. Why? <laughs> well, because she looks so happy. Okay. I mean, I'm at the. I literally. I just saw the part where she gives like gives him the first impression rose. Though. Okay. I've kind of felt bad for the other guys because I'm like, these people, they're, the, the guys are probably having PTSD coming yeah. from. Like- <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm thinking that these vi- these villains that they're creating mm-hmm. are going to be like a week to week thing. Like they're not true villains. They're just troublemakers for one week. And then we're supposed to totally forget that they ever stirred up anything. Because if you watch, when you watch this week's episode, you'll see that Spencer mm-hmm. has like, he just doesn't talk and it seems like we're just supposed to forget that he was any okay. sort of annoyance last week. Um, and now this week's villain ish villain ish was chasing. So you'll see that when it unfolds, but since you haven't watched the episode, I do want to just kind yeah. of talk about your life. You recently came out about um, just the depression that you went through after being on bachelor in paradise the last time. Yeah. I mean, we've come a long way. I'm definitely doing much better. And then COVID 2020 kind of hit. So I think it's just taken me by storm where I'm still trying to like get acclimated. Like I'm finally getting back to the gym because in Miami, they're really, they're strict where you still have to wear a face mask and it's very limited people. You have to make a reservation like days in advance to be able to like attend yoga. So I'm doing good. Okay, good. Are you moving to uh, Austin? I'm not moving to Austin. This is like a temporary thing. I just came to visit for the weekend. Well, it turned into like I'm leaving Wednesday instead of I was supposed to leave yesterday and decided to stay a couple days. Okay. Austin's a good yeah. city. Though. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of comfort food. Yeah. As some, as some, and there's a lot of Mexican. I love Mexican food and I love comfort food. But when you're trying to just find something healthy, it gets a little difficult. Yeah, It's like the only problem that I've kind of ran into where it's just like, what if I don't want to eat a taco today? <laughs> I <had> a lot <laughs> of- well, you could keep feeding the booty, Bibby, because like I will be on Instagram and I see your pictures and I'll be like, look at her butt. This is unbelievable. Seriously, you look fantastic. Nobody would ever think that you were having a hard time going to the gym. Oh, 
No, I love, I'm, I'm having a good time right now. I mean, it's the most that I can have with everything that's happening. How are you guys? We're, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. Yeah. I'm kind of liking this work from home lifestyle. We're getting a lot more family time in, so. Mm-hmm. How's married life, Ashley? I'm so curious. All my friends that are like in really serious relationships or married, I'm really curious to know, like, how did you guys do through COVID? And how's the transition with like the honeymoon dating to, okay, now Um, we're in a different stage? Well, I think that the honeymoon dating thing, you know, Mm -hmm. that lasts like a good six months, right? And then Jared and I moved in around that time when we were engaged. And then I think that our relationship just easier and easier with time, to be honest. Yeah. And, and with COVID and quarantine, I will say that like of all the months we've been together, probably late March to late April was maybe the most difficult, but like on a scale of like easy as heck to difficult, really difficult. It's very low on the totem pole, but you know, Jared was really anxious about COVID. Like it just really got his anxiety up. He was so worried about our parents. We were at my parents. So he had to adjust to like life at his in-laws. So you could just like, he just wasn't himself and he was so quiet and like that kind of like, what's going on in your brain? Like that just kind of is one Mm -hmm. of, one of like, that's probably when I find relationships hardest, right? When somebody's just like having all this built up anxiety. So that was like the hardest month, but ever since, like it's been so easy breezy. Like we're really enjoying each other. We're gonna we have like separation anxiety, you know, when we were apart. We're really? So That's so be. cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Ashley, you just mentioned this. This is something that's really curious to me. Mm-hmm. Um, as you get more and more comfortable in your relationship, obviously you do show Jared pictures of how beautiful Bibby is (laughs) and you say, look at this, Jared, how beautiful is this girl? What's his response now that there's like a comfort there? How does he, is it awkward for him? Is he just like, like, what does he say? Not really. He's like, yeah, she's got a great ass. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like with like Tasha. this is... You know, mm-hmm. I'll be like, holy crap, she looks amazing. She looks like specifically amazing at um the rose ceremony, the rose ceremony cocktail party uh, in this episode. And he was like, yeah, wow, this is the best she's ever looked. Type oh, thing. Yeah. Okay, good for yeah. him. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, so he does good with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he doesn't do it as well with me though, like because he knows that I don't know, like he does not he does not handle it well when i talk about celeb guys being hot <laughs> i love it <laughs> and i would actually think that it's the opposite normally you hear that the girl is more affected by it than the guy yeah so it's kind of comforting to know that guys can also feel this too yeah i think there's just like more openness for girls talking about how hot mm-hmm. other girls are right it and, is true and then if a guy talks about how cuz he like i don't like we've been watching Secrets and Lies. Like that was a show it aired in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it, and I was like, Jared, I think you should watch it. And Ryan Phillippe's in it, and like he's just one of my top celebrity crushes. But like I know that I can't tell him. I can't be like, babe, he looks so freaking hot now because that's what he'll get. He'll get really jealous, and he's not gonna be like, you know what? You're right. He does look really hot now. <laughs> Oh, it's different. Ashley, such a good, such a good relation. It is fun to, to hear this stuff. And Bibby, I know that you have uh, 
you know, it's been um, a little bit since anybody's been in paradise, but last time we saw mm-hmm. you was in paradise. Uh, how has your dating life been since then? That's obviously a, a, always an important topic in the bachelor world. Uh, what, what, what's going on and, and how can you update us? So I took a big break. I was like, I'm in no position to date anyone right now. Um, I didn't really want to see anyone. I kind of just felt like I'm too much in a funk. You know, you want to, I really thought that if I want to attract someone into my life, I want to make sure that I'm, I feel good about myself Mm -hmm. before I try to find anyone else. And then I just like, I met someone at the beginning of this year And it was just like through a friend, super casual. I didn't put a lot of thought into it and it's ended up, it's, it's worked out. It's kind of just like built itself up gradually. And, um, I've been, I, I told, it's funny. I went to the dermatologist the other day and she was like asking, I don't know why I divulge so much information when I go to the doctor's office. (laughs) She's like my best friend. Well, that's (laughs) Um, because like you and I are obsessed with skincare. So yeah, yeah, it's our therapy. She's like, every few months I'm seeing her. She's like, what's new? And I'm like, I have a quarantine lover, like, <laughs> which is, you know, more of a relationship. But um, yeah, I've, I'm glad that I took the break that I did, that I kind of just let my body and my nerves do its thing. And this year has been very nerve wracking for me. Um, so it's been good to have a partner and a friend that understands my anxiety because I think that that's one of like my biggest insecurities I don't know if you guys have ever like when you're experiencing anxiety I I tend to like not want to be around anyone because I can't understand my feelings yeah this is Jared let me just yeah Yeah, I want to process it and like it's really vulnerable to be around somebody else as you're kind of having these mini panic attacks yeah yeah Um, but I find it's like the first time that I've actually been able to be around someone, go through those things and have someone support along with it, like right by my side. So it's been, it's been, I think it's been like a kind of a gift from above to have someone throughout this year. Um, when I would have least have expected, like, I feel like I'm not the girl to like actually find someone right before COVID. And, you know, I'm not the girl to find someone to actually understand my anxieties. And I've been fortunate enough that this year I have, and I'm like, you know, fingers crossed because it's been, um, it's been good. Um, but I'm learning a lot about myself a lot. Well, Bibi, how did, um, How'd you meet this, this person? (laughs) So super casual. I had, he, we have one mutual friend and they were catching up. They went to lunch and she FaceTimed me. I happened to be right down the street from where they were having lunch. And she's like, come on over. I have someone, you know, for you to meet. And I have so many friends that are so good at connecting people. I didn't really think much of it. Um, and I went and we met and she had to go off to like another meeting and him and I just ended up hanging out. He doesn't live in Miami. So we spent the day together kind of just walking around like there's an area called design district. We went to get some ice cream and then he ended up coming back to visit Miami like a few weeks later, um, to hang out and then ended up being in Miami a little bit longer because of work and the kind of the relationship just kind of like flourished from there. And then the pandemic hit. So we ended up quarantining together through the pandemic because he came to visit. And so it was like, well, do you get on a plane now that everything's like 
shut down. Uh, a little yeah. quarantine. Yeah, it is. It's a quarantine lover mm -hmm. uh, in the best of ways. Now, but before I let you go, I do want to dive into one thing you mentioned. Uh, you've, you've touched on the fact that this year has been hard, that you have struggled um, with feeling anxious, but it's been incredible to have somebody there beside you. Uh, do you, have you identified yet what it is that was making you feel anxious? Um, I think listeners are always interested in kind of relating with, uh, with those feelings. So I think a lot of us experience it. Um, I, it's funny the other day, um, we were driving back from lunch and I thought, why do I feel so much like fear stir up in my gut over the most minute things? Mm -hmm. Um, and I narrowed, I was able to kind of dig deep and narrow it down. I think it comes from a fear of like a little bit of social anxiety, but linked to performance. So not being able to do well in a certain, like, even with this podcast, like I was super nervous. I kept kind of going through my head, like, what am I going to talk about on the What a Girl Wants podcast? I reviewed the questions a thousand times like I was so nervous I didn't even do the work of like watching the rest of the episode so um I think it's a it's a fear of performance really it comes down to just not being able to like tap into my like my ideal self like the potential like you know what you could be doing mm -hmm. and I think that that's what limits me the most like comparing myself to my own expectations so that's where my anxiety really stems from you speak for um, a lot of people when you say that mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. well you guys you can hear more from Bibi about all her feelings and about dating mm -hmm. on a special episode of what a girl wants it's a, it's a new iHeart podcast it's a spinoff of help I suck at dating what a girl wants your episode is going to air on Thursday bye guys bye thank you baby, thank you, baby. Thank you so much thank you so okay, good bye. to see your beautiful face bye. bye good luck with your uh Austin friend what keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I... I do like need to do it, <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. It, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like um rich cocoa butter and vitamin e body cream soothing aloe and water lily body cream really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way nair has it they have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes and if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs think about what you can do in three minutes with nair and the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Well, since Bibby didn't uh, watch the episode, we'll recap the entire thing with Kendall. Let's get her in to the Zoom right now. Hey, Kendall, how are you doing? Hey, good. How are you guys? So good. Kendall, uh, we're really pumped to have you here for a couple of reasons. One is because uh, we're going to break down this whole episode with you, and it's going to be something amazing because it is amazing. Um, (laughs) It was. I know you just watched it this morning, so it's fresh in your mind. Yeah. Uh, you have really strong opinions. And so that's going to be something that's very helpful to us in this podcast. But (laughs) before we dive into that, 
uh, I, I do want to spend some time on what you're up to. You have some really exciting things that are happening, and it would be uh, it wouldn't be fair of me not to mention them. Uh, you just came out uh, with just curious a notebook of questions, which seems very on brand for you, which makes me very excited for it. Uh, what is this new project? So, so yeah, it's coming out November 18th, but basically it's a collection of questions that I've accumulated over time and they're aimed to enhance connection. And it's just a notebook that I've had since forever that I've just always collected questions. It was a really personal thing that I would use on first dates or when I met new people or at, at like parties and social gatherings. And, um, ever since I brought it on the show and people heard about it and I was talking about eating human meat, I think it really picked up from there. And so I thought, why not, why not publish it and share it with everyone? So then can you give us some like examples of what these questions are? Oh yeah. I mean, there's 150 of them in there and they range from really silly to some really serious hitting ones. Um, some of my favorites, the one that I always love to ask people when I first meet them is at what age do you learn the most about yourself? So I feel mm. like that really tells a lot about where someone is or what significant moment in their life made them who they are now. So, yeah. This feels like an exercise that if somebody picked it up, not only would it be great for them to ask others, but probably really cool to sit down, read and ask yourself these questions. Definitely. I mean, I even, well, I, I even ask my twin sister these questions all the time and I learn new things about her every day. Um, and she helps me come up with different questions too. Um, and then it's funny because when people ask me the questions back to myself, I almost don't expect it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, I forgot that now I have to answer these questions too. Um, but it definitely tells a lot about, and I think throughout my life, I answer these questions differently. Every year that I kind of revisit questions, there's always a different answer. It's a really cool project and one that, uh, you know, we've been able to be around each other um, uh, a couple times and you are a very curious human which is something that is one of my favorite traits in anybody you're a curious human who wants to get to know others uh if where can people find this if this is sparking their interest so i have it on my website kendallong.com but okay. um also it's going to be on amazon as well so and also some local bookstores so i'm excited really, about that really awesome project kendall this is super cool again yeah. this is just curious, a notebook of questions. Uh, I think it sounds awesome. Kendall, congrats on the book. This is such a cool deal, but we did bring you here, yeah. uh, not just to talk about this really cool project, but to also make you uh, suffer through it and also sit with your opinions on this week's episode. So Ashley, you were the star of this uh, episode. You and Jared, Ashley, take it away. Oh, we were not a star of the episode. That's Tasha, but yeah, so yeah, we were there, so and it was really fun. It was cool. Um, we we loved our date. It the breakfast part was absolutely the best to see how these guys were, you know, trying to incorporate Tasha's taste, her favorite breakfast foods, um, and just like all the moves that they would make, uh. And I think I have to just kind of defend ourselves when it comes to us picking Bennett. Yeah. Oh. Bennett did get apparently four of the math questions wrong. There was a lot more questions asked, of course, than aired. Um, but we apparently didn't keep very, very good track. Kendall, what did you think about us selecting Bennett as the, the winner of the grown-ass man competition? Um, Bennett's really growing on me. He was someone that I was really excited to kind of get to know a little bit more because I felt like 
on Claire's season, um, a lot of the personalities of the guys didn't really have a lot of time to shine. So I'm excited to see that, a lot of the guys. Um, I mean, my worst nightmare is a math challenge. So I feel like I can relate to him not being good at math. Um, but I, I mean, I feel like in a situation like that, he does seem to be a man and yeah. not a child. So yeah. I, I, he's man, he's very manly. He's very um, manly, even if he does wear his robe to the cocktail party. Oh, especially, I thought that was a cool move. I mean, it's, it's funny that Andrew is not taking it, I mean, he's taking it seriously, but he can also, you know, have fun with the situation and poke fun at himself. Um, and so I, I think that's something that I would have thought was really cool. I thought it was hilarious. Now I will say this, he, he really screwed up with kissing her in the moment that he did. That was their first kiss. Yeah. And it was right oh, after we gave him the grown ass man, uh, award plaque. And I could see during his sit down, like on the bed when he was serving her breakfast in bed, that he was trying to go in for the kiss like multiple times. And I, I think no. she wasn't giving the vibe back. And uh, and that's fine because the vibe she wasn't giving back, I believe, because she didn't want to do that in front of the other guys. Yes. Well, I don't know that was their first kiss. And I'm almost that surprised. Was, that was their first kiss. In front of everybody. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's an intimate moment. And I'm surprised that he did that. But hey, you know what? He was uh, he was excited. Maybe he was like pumped up after winning, and he wanted to celebrate. And I don't know. He, I don't blame him. She's attractive. <laughs> well, see, I, there was another guy who kissed her during that date too, during the rope, but it didn't air. So I think that he thought maybe he had an open door to do to kiss. Uh, and I think she was also a little thrown off still by his kiss um, when he was there at the cocktail party portion of the date in the robe. And then before she could even say her hellos, he was like, would you like to go and continue what we were, what we were doing? You mean make out some more? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Actually, this is an important note though. Before we move on to the rest of the episode, I watched this thing and I was like, this guy from Harvard, uh, you can't do math, which I get. Hey, yeah. I would, it would give me anxiety He's to sit there. finance but... too, I think. Oh, now, was it as bad? I mean, there's obviously they can't show everything, mm -hmm. but did he get some questions right at least? Can we confirm that he didn't get all the questions wrong? Yeah, I mean, of of course. I think he okay. probably equaled out to um, be to have just as many as. Yeah, I think that he answered just as many questions wrong as like the average amount. You know what I mean? Like, I think every guy got about four questions wrong. So, it, time. yeah, he didn't stand out to us as having a hard time. Okay. But he also didn't do the second challenge, the no. the running for the bouquet. Yes. But. And he truly did have a knee injury. Like, they came and told us, they're like, he can't participate. He has a knee injury. And I don't know if I'm really allowed to say this, but there was one other objective like there was one other class that we taught <laughs> and Ooh. they 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 didn't air it so there was actually four activities as part of so that could, date he could be yeah he's yeah. yeah i had a little bit i was personally a little offended by that part though because i'm sure he has a knee injury but i came on to the bachelorette like three months after having an acl replacement in fact i went to my audition tape in crutches still like a week after surgery so, and they were very protective of my knee. I, I, I want to say that the show was very good about saying, hey, like if this pushes the limits, it's okay. But I still had to do the boxing date 
Like I still got my no. my stuff kicked in by Jared. Huh. Like you still have to step up to the moment. Like you only get one shot at this girl. If you want it, you're gonna sacrifice a thing or two. Yeah. So I watched it and I was obviously I was I was watching it with uh Jessica's family and I was like I was telling my you know golden hour stories. I was like, no, <laughs> when I was on the show, I had to do this. He's got to step up too, but I don't really matter at this point. You could have done it with one leg, and like hobbled. Yeah, yeah. There's well, if there's a will, there's a way. That's right. We also see Ed has a he has chronic dislocation of his shoulders, <laughs> and he so huge. He had to bail out of that one too. So that's yeah. a trend. They're trying to keep these guys safe. All right. So then the other like standout moments of the challenges was when Chasen took off his shirt and he called himself the main course. I think this was the moment that Ed was like, oh, I'm going to start shit with this guy now. I think that like Ed's issue with Chasen comes from jealousy. However, Chasen ends up looking worse I'd say more villainous in this situation just because how freaking seriously he took it and how he was most like, come at me, come at me, Wolverine. He's obviously not really good with confrontation. I feel like it could have been handled in so many different ways, but it's hard once the seed of doubt is planted to be able to look past that or not to, I think we've seen on the show before that once there is that seed of doubt, it could be like the demise of that person. Yeah, I know. he ended up really freaking out. He's like, this can't be the end. I need to prove myself. And he did it. I mean, whenever you try to approach anything with violence or intimidation, it's not a good look. And then, of course, like, he... Chasen, I understand him getting annoyed when Ed decides not to just leave it at confronting him, but goes and just casually, oh, nonchalantly being like, oh, yeah, Tasha. By the way, he used the same adjective to describe you as he did Claire. So I think he's just here for Instagram followers. And at that point, I'm like, all right, Jason, you have the right to be annoyed at this. But again, it's just the way you handle it. I mean, I'll come out and say it. I've used the same adjective to describe guys before. Same, of course. I've only used the same adjectives. I don't know how many adjectives. I mean, of course, I would use. But when you're first meeting someone, you're beginning your relationship. You're going to use the same adjectives like cute, handsome, smoke show. I don't know, but. No, come on, Kendall, don't go there. We can't go there. Hey, smoke show was a totally fine adjective. If a guy called me a smoke show, I'd be very flattered. I don't think that's something you have to reserve for only one woman as well. No, but the fact that he said, I'm changing the adjective to smoke show and was really about it he's like i've changed my adjective it is now smoke show and that's a noun which you know oh, they bring up that's what he said he said i'm now changing my adjective to smoke show, yeah, smoke show. oh okay that's you know, a little embarrassing the, the english major the english person in me was like uh no don't say that yeah 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 <laughs> okay now i get it this is that's awkward So the episode sets up like this, right? Like they have this group date. There's this confrontation between Ed and Chase. And it's really like the storyline of that first group date. Um, It gets a little bit heated. It gets really awkward, really hard to watch. And I'm sure it was even harder to be a part of. Like if you were a guy on the sidelines watching that go down, you're like, this is ridiculous. This isn't okay. This isn't going to end anywhere. Good. I do want to go before we move on to the next day is say uh, I was incredibly impressed. I have been impressed with how Tasha handles these moments, given the fact that she steps in 
without any kind of like, I don't want to say practice. It's not like practice, but you kind of get your mindset in the, the place of the bachelorette or the bachelor. You watch past seasons to see how, how people handle it. You get really prepared. She just steps in mm-hmm. and she has her first confrontation and her reaction and her ability to navigate it is incredible. It is in, in just really well done. It doesn't demean either human, but it also brings light to how just irresponsible and immature this moment is. I'm, you know, after this first day, I was even a bigger fan of Tasha than I was before because of how she navigated the process. Yeah. And I like how she ended it. And she was saying that she's just, she trusts her intuition and that's what she's going with. And I like the amount of confidence she has in her opinion, as opposed to taking everyone else's opinion. Um, because as we've seen probably in past episodes, jealousy can, it, people try to pick at each other, right? And so if you don't trust your own opinion and you trust other people's opinions, you end up regretting it there could be a lot of like resent or maybe regret as not when you don't explore a relationship that deserves to be explored um so i like that she trusted her own gut as opposed to following the drama i agree with that uh and let's talk about how ed like wants to carry on the drama into the cocktail party and the fact that jason goes up and tries to apologize you could sense that like the apology people didn't really want to take, but it it was seemingly accepted and everybody moved on. I said earlier in this episode that it looks like these guys are going to have like a fight. They're going to look bad for a second and then everybody's going to forget about it the next moment. You agree? I was hoping, I I was hoping so because when he came up to Ed, he did try to say sorry, but I I don't feel like Ed wanted it to end. He didn't. Because yeah. Ed is a man-child, and as much as Chasen looked ridiculous in all this, there was a reason that Jared and I gave him the man-child award. Because he's yeah. 36 and wants to just get on somebody for something. Yeah, and I think he won't be satisfied until um, Chase is gone, you know? I think his, his goal was to get him out of there, potentially maybe for jealousy issues. It's hard to know when you're not in the house. Yeah. But... Um, it's not an attractive look when someone takes jealousy and turns it into like something malicious. Um, so yeah, man child, I'm glad you bestowed that upon him. <laughs> okay, good. Thanks. Like he's funny in ways for sure, but like, you know, he's not sticking around. He's not Tasha's person. I feel like he's threatened by Chasen and I just wish that Chasen would it, it just realize like, don't even, don't even bother getting in drama with this guy. Cause he's not getting anywhere. Yeah, I know. I know. But it's hard because I feel like he sees it. He saw it snowballing and then freaked out. And in a situation like that, when you're when you're in a house, you're like, I could leave at the drop of a hat for any sort of thing. Um, I think he he got like in fight or flight. and He ended up trying to fight it. And so, yeah, yeah, it's a really hard deal. Now, typically in these moments, uh, I like to watch the house's reaction. Like what side is the house on? Because the when the numbers uh, kind of speak and everybody's against somebody, you know, something else is going on. The, the, the two of you, I couldn't tell which side the house was on where I don't think they liked the situation. I don't think they were thought this was appropriate, but was most people against Chasen or most people against Ed or just indifferent? I just think most of the guys were against Chasen probably because when he comes to a point of conflict, he isn't, the, I don't think he went about the confrontation that well. He ended up just saying 
things like chicken legs or just poking fun at Ed, which then it, you end up being the bully. So mm. in, in the face of confrontation, he kind of showed an ugly side of himself. And I think it's a natural defense for other guys to want to protect the person who isn't taking cheap jabs. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was obvious Bennett was on Ed's side. Uh, another, let's just moving on, but in sort of related way, Zach was one of the guys that went up and said like, okay, guys, let's just put the nail in the coffin on this argument. And then he moved over into his one-on-one time with Tasha. He seems stellar. He did a great job in his one-on-one time with Tasha. Yeah, he's really good at taking all the drama away and just focusing on the relationship. And I think it, it shows a lot of his maturity. She did say that he was really mature. Mm-hmm. And um, I think she likes that in him because I'm sure Tasha doesn't want to waste her time with the drama. She wants, and she, I also feel like Tasha actually really likes Jason. Um, but this is like putting a damper on her relationship with him. And yeah. she's kind of like, man, like get over it. And it's refreshing to see other guys not drag that into their time with her. Ben is a guy that we see in each third of this episode. Uh, she obviously hits it off, off with him during the group date, during the cocktail party. Then during the Rosemary cocktail party, again, they have like a pretty strong connection. I have to say, he's a little, he's a little phony for me. I feel like he's a little extra. Am I, am I the only one picking up on this? There were some things that he said that seemed too romantic you know he was kind of like when i see you walking i just want to pull you close to me or yeah it was a little much if somebody is gonna get for flowery language as chasen did it should be ben i feel like he's the one that is just like like in (laughs) chocolate mood mode i think he was super pumped that taisha was saying said that she was attracted to him and he just took that and ran with it and was like, I'm going to be that romantic guy. I am in it. Tasha was like, <laughs> Tasha's like, I like to keep it real. And he's like, that really resonates with me. He's like, oh, really? Is that the most deep, profound thing ever? And there's so much of that this episode. Yeah. Of, I'm the most honest. You know me. I'm the truthful yeah. guy. Or yeah. I just like to keep it real. Yeah. Like, what's the what does that even mean? What, what's the opposite of that? Are you going to get up there and be like, you know what? I'm actually the type of guy that's going to be really fake. I'm going to say the right things. You're going to really like it. And then I'm not going to ever believe it. Here's my take on Ben, though. Yeah. I think Ben really likes Tasha, And I think he's seeing that. And I think he's feeling things. And he's so attracted to her. And he doesn't know how to respond. Okay. Like, the only thing he can say are the things that he thinks he should say. Yes. Like, because he doesn't have... He's right now not in the headspace, nor does he have maybe the like the the game or whatever to just like maturely, slowly walk through this because I think he's thinking and give the guy a benefit of doubt. He just was a part of something where one guy steps in, meets the bachelorette and she's head over heels and they leave together a week later, two weeks later. He sees that in his head. He's like, yeah, if I can get, if I, if I'm feeling this way, I would leave in a second with Tasha. She's beautiful. She's awesome. She's the incredible if i could get her convinced that i feel this way without you know losing her that i'm gonna be the happiest man ever instead he but he is he's coming off like he's trying really hard yeah and it's a little awkward to watch 
but he's trying really hard because I think he really likes her. Ben, you you hit the nail on the head there. I agree with you. It's like he's reading from like a how to woo a girl handbook and yeah. just saying all these things, which sound disingenuine, but you're right. I think they are probably genuine, but they're just coming out a little awkward. Too much too soon. Yeah. Okay, well, then we see at the last part of the episode during date number, you know, group date number two, he kind of screws it up for himself because during the cocktail party, he decides he's just going to wait to the very end. So he has extra time with her. He's just going to sit back, enjoy himself, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But we all know that that's the worst move and it never looks good to the bachelorette because it signals to her he's not fighting for time with her. Mm-hmm. And she did reward Noah for fighting for that time. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's obviously something that's high in her priority list is someone who puts themselves out there for her. Um, and I think if Ben saw that, he probably, he could have gotten the rose because because Noah jumped over the fence. She rewarded that by having him go on the cocktail date. And then knowing that, being like, I have to put myself out there too. Um, so I think she didn't feel like she was as desired after they had such a strong connection. So I can understand why she was upset. I, I also took it, I think Ben got a little bit, I'm, I'm assuming everything here, but it looked like to me that he got in his own head a little bit and he, cause he made a comment. He said, I'm going to save it to the end. Then she's going to be able to relax, mm-hmm. have a cocktail with me, just kind of take a breath before she has to go back and give the rose. Like if I were to, if I were to say that or think that when I was in a dating scenario, what I'd be actually thinking is I'm actually a gift to her. That my time with her is a gift to her, that she's going to be more relaxed. She's going to feel better about herself when she's with me. And so I'm going to let her do her thing. But I know that we have such a great thing that if I wait to the very end, she'll be able to just like be herself for the first time all day, which I think he's misreading the situation again. I think he's getting in his own head. I think he's way he thinks he's way farther along in this thing than he is. And it's going to backfire. It's going to backfire so bad. Yeah, I like the humbling moment for him, though. At least she called him out on it. And now I think maybe that awkwardness will subside a bit next episode. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I agree. He's kind of like defining himself as like the cherry on top of the whole date, which is, it's not as humble. And as I think, who was it that had said that a true man is humble? Or the, in the episode, someone's like a true man's like humble and kind. Maybe even Ben said that. Yeah. Well, it really really got to him. And it was a very awkward moment to watch, but a very good moment. I think we saw a very real moment for Ben where she goes, no, like, I ain't, like, and, okay, I've been in that seat before. So here's a little, because the family was asking me about this as we watched Mm -hmm. it. Like, I've been in Tasha's seat. And you have some incredible people that you talk to, especially at this point in the show. But these days are long. Like, they're really long and I don't care if you're with your loved one. Like if you're married and you're in so much love, like after a long day, it's hard sometimes to have a conversation to like be back on with them. You just want to sit there and be done with it. Cause it's been a long day. These days are long. Tasha's sitting there. She's probably thinking I've made it to the date. I've gotten this out of this date. What I've wanted. I've gotten to know a lot about some of these guys. It's been really good for me, but I'm tired and I want to go home and I want to sleep because I know I have another long day tomorrow. And so when somebody looks at you in that moment at the end of it all and goes, Hey, can I just, can we just take some more time together? It, no matter who it is in your head, you're thinking absolutely not no chance. I don't want to. And 
and and he did it and you saw that moment for her and i think it was i think it was another great moment for Tayshia where she goes no like i'm tired and i'm going home because i can't yeah yeah totally she, i love the way she didn't get let him get away with it uh so this this group date kind of like one of those group dates that i don't think like proves much about like what your connection's gonna be you know wrestling they're all getting oily and kind of dazed out a bit right it just like doesn't mean that much to me it doesn't say anything about like how they're going to evolve into a couple right uh is there anything besides noah injecting himself as as tribute for ed that you think we need to discuss about the actual ring um i i did actually think it showed a lot of good character in a few of the guys um with joe he was joking around about the smack talk or didn't really want to fight i liked that element because it showed that he's like i'm a lover not a fighter and i like that in a man someone who doesn't enjoy i don't know like that whole like mask i'm gonna beat you up like i that's not really my vibe and then um brendan was also someone that was more kind in that situation he um when someone's like oh i'm gonna beat you up he's like you probably will like i thought it was <laughs> okay you know, like right. you can yourself and not be macho man I'm, some guys I'm were like puffing up their chest i was like dude like chill it out a little bit <laughs> yeah. i'm with you kindle i thought that was maybe one of the most revealing parts of the episode was this yeah. interaction these guys were having i mean if you told me that i was gonna get in a ring with a bunch of those dudes and fight i would be so scared like I would be frightened. I would want no nothing to do with it. If unless it's survival and I have to protect yeah. somebody I love, I don't want to have anything to do with fighting. It it just doesn't feel good. It's not fun for me. I gave that up in high school. So yeah. it was a really good moment, I thought, especially for Joe. Like that made me laugh. It made me a lot like him a lot. Like he was very endearing. He was funny. He's like, Yeah, you're gonna beat, you know, the, all of them, you're gonna beat me up, but like I'm gonna still get out there and try. And I thought that was I thought it was a really good show of character because they could have in that moment stuck their chest out and tried to act tougher and cooler and bigger. And that just never, it never comes off. And I don't, I don't, I don't know many women who find that attractive. No. Yeah. And when Chase did the same kind of thing where he was trying to puff up his chest and be tough when he was talking with Ed, yeah, it kind of triggered me as well. And I was like, it, it's just, we're just living in a different world where you don't have to be, you know, the person that wants to intimidate people and beat someone up like there's so many other ways to go about confrontation so for me i i always look for a man who being a true man to me is not being the person that intimidates and that's buff and manly it's someone who can actually talk their way out of situations and also show show empathy and kindness yeah i jared and i opened a whole can of worms with that grown-ass man theme it really <laughs> carried on you know this is how a man is yeah, this is how a man is but yeah i don't think chasen's wolverine version is like the kind of quality that is top on a woman's uh list wolverine. of male qualities these days do we know why that's his nickname do we have we, have we do we have any background to that like how this wolf like he referred to it a couple times like all of a sudden he's calling himself the wolverine and he's doing some arm very awkward thing. Very, very awkward. It could be a Halloween costume that really just took off. Or maybe even it was like a self-bestowed name, you know? He's like, it'd be really cool okay. if I can just start this thing going. Yeah. <laughs> Jason just didn't good. seem to have, like, any sense of humor about himself. Like, there, he just took himself so seriously in this episode. Uh, yeah. All right. But, yeah. Uh, one of my highlights of this part is definitely Noah getting into the ring. He was just, like, he was just fun. Like, he was having fun about it. And then 
after I think he sh- he shined at the cocktail party when she said, "What's up with the mustache?" Right, and she's like, "I'd like to kiss you without a mustache." He leaves. He comes back with the electric razor. Has her do it. It was playful. Um, it was just lighthearted. It was kind of like a nice change of pace from like all the serious, like heartfelt, deep conversations. And then he looked so cute afterward. She has, he moved to the, he moved many spaces up on her list after he shaved that mustache and then said like, Hey, isn't the whole point of this for you to, for us to have a kiss without the mustache? And it was just like a very cute moment. And I liked it. Yeah. I will say I'm, I'm a mustache fan. Like I, I love mustaches on on guys, so I was bummed. I was like, "Dang it, that must." I would have been like, "Keep the mustache, everyone shave to be have a mustache." <laughs> you know, but the cool part about Noah here too, though, is it felt like, and I could be wrong, it felt like the very first moment that we've seen with Tasha. Now, this isn't Tasha's fault, where a guy was really just being himself. Like mm-hmm. he he wasn't trying too hard. Yeah, it was. It looked very much like a date that you would have outside of the show. It wasn't pressured. He sat down. He's like, hey, I'm going to be myself. If you like it, that's awesome. If not, like, that's okay, too. But, like, until you tell me you don't, then, like, we're going to – like, he was just very calm and collected. And it, it, it was the opposite of some of the other guys where it felt forced. His never did. And I actually didn't expect to like him as much me as I did after this episode. Yeah. He's one of my favorites now. Yeah, it's really impressive. He, he, did, he did a great thing. He's fun to watch. Uh, and I, I think that I have a, th- a theory about what's going to happen with him next week. If you see the scenes in the next episode, the guys are all, you know, riled up because of something that Noah did. Well, I don't know that it's really Noah. This is my theory. He wasn't supposed to be on the date, right? He joined this date. Does that mean that he's disqualified from being on the date card, whether it's a one-on-one or a group date uh, for the next thing that arrives at the house? Because remember, th- if we're thinking like week-wise... This was the first date of the week, which means that we should suppose we were supposed to have um, one one on one and another group date. Or maybe where this is the week where we switch over to have two two one on ones. What if um, what if Noah ends up getting uh, another date this week? It wasn't technically I guess he jumped into the ring, but it wasn't his choice to go on the cocktail party. I don't see him saying no. Exactly. I don't him being like sorry like we also saw in the past that other guys kind of snuck into other dates too so yeah. I don't know if it would be fair if he wasn't able to go on a date yeah what was he supposed to say sorry out of respect for the guys in the house I can't go spend more <laughs> yeah. time with you what no mad at him like how dare he like she invited him and how dare he come and get a rose it's like no he's um, it just means like she him, and that's cool yeah I guess because he got the rose he couldn't he's not gonna get another date right Nah. I don't know, Ashley. This show's done a wild thing this year to do wilder. That's true. There are no rules. There are no <laughs> rules. This would be a good spin. All right. Is there anything that you guys think we haven't covered that's important to talk about during this episode? I, I did want to mention one thing because I, I need to make sure. I'm a, at the end of the episode, didn't Egg get mad at somebody new? It's probably Noah. Noah. It was it Noah? Was. Yeah. Yeah. He blew up. He, he was really pissed off that Noah got the rose. Yeah, he's got to calm that down, or that's not going to end well for for Ed. I mean, I don't know if it is already, but like, it, also to close it out, it's Ed's fault that Noah's even there. Like, 
Now, if he has chronic dislocation things, like I, I don't blame him. Like wrestling isn't your thing. Like don't do it. Don't put yourself in harm's way. I, I'm not mad at you for that. That that whatever you have to do there. But because you didn't wrestle, Noah stepped in and did it. Yeah. You can't be mad at Noah for filling the spot. <laughs> like you can't. You can't. You you don't have anybody cannot be angry about this. Yeah, he could have gotten in the ring and been like. Punch, punch. All right, forfeit. Sorry, you win. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys, that's uh, a wrap on this episode of The Bachelorette. Kendall has her book coming out on November 18th. That's tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah, tomorrow. Um, It's called, in case you didn't write it down before, Just Curious, A Notebook of Questions. It's going to be on Amazon, bookstores. Check it out. It's great for... I think an early stage of a relationship to get to know each yeah. other better. It's awesome. Oh, definitely. Hey, Kendall. Oh, sorry. No worries. <laughs> um, Kendall, congratulations. Uh, what a cool deal. What a cool project. Um, make sure you go check it out. Thanks for coming on. Now we do in uh, the episodes now, since my story time's over uh, the same way every time. So just follow along with Ashley and I, as Ashley said, this has been another episode of the almost famous podcast. I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. I've been Kendall. Bye guys. <laughs> See you guys. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 